it's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live. Sponsored by TaylorMade and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends and players, welcome to Springdale Golf Live, the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun, and I'll be here with you on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. It's a major championship week. Yes, in December. And in many ways, 2020 is the year that just keeps giving in golf. The Women's U.S. Open takes place in Houston, and whoever wins this week will be a true survivor. Yes, the USGA hosts the best women players in the world, and I wonder who will be Destiny's Child this week. Who knows, but in my mind, there's no doubt these women are worth watching to find out. Let's hit it. Wow. What a start to this week's show, Wade. Nice work on the uh, Houston Stars for the Song of the Week theme. Our guest is a major player in the game of golf, and certainly with the USGA. He's their chief brand officer, and his name is Craig Annis. Craig, welcome to the Pro Show. How are you feeling right about now? Well, I mean, I'm feeling great. I don't think I've ever done any golf interviews where Destiny's Child is the lead-in. I mean, this is fantastic. (laughs) Well, you know, I have to keep my namesake, which is the director of fun, and uh, our little pop culture spin on the golf sporting world – well, you just got a little taste of it there, you know, and, and speaking of the sporting world, I, I'm super psyched about having you on today because you are fully immersed in the major championship week that is the U.S. Women's Open down there at Champions Golf Club. And it's this amazing opportunity because it's in December, right? What's it like being the focal point of the golf world this week? It's pretty amazing for these amazing, these fantastic athletes. I, I have to say um, the attention that this championship is getting um, whether it's on TV, on radio, on social, uh, the, the, the buzz, you can feel it. And look, while we don't have fans here, unfortunately, because of COVID, um, I think all that we're seeing and hearing and watching um, is getting people really excited. There's a, there's a tremendous bu- buzz. I, I'm, I'm looking at uh, some of the players now uh, warming up, um, and I know having talked to a bunch of them, it feels different. It, um, part of it's being in December. Part of it's, you know, that that. This is this is it. This is if you're a golf fan, uh, you you have one choice this weekend, um, and uh, we're just excited to have this opportunity. I can tell you that if you go back six months ago, there are many of us that weren't really sure if we were going to be able to do this. So it's it's really gratifying to see everyone out there and enjoying themselves and competing for this great major championship. Well, it's great. It, that's for sure. And, and one of the cool things is, is that, you know, we're here in the middle of the second round, but your round one had a ton of storylines. I mean, the round one leader has a hole in one. Um, you've got that British Open championship story in Sophia Popoff. She's in the top five veteran Drina Pillar. Uh, you have a 19 year old. Uh, you have a Swedish amateur and Lynn Grant. I mean, you have all these cool storylines for the pundits so things are kind of there's there's some cool alignments going on here and one of the things that i think is really cool is this i guess saying that you guys are promoting this week and the, and the message that you're delivering which is women worth watching right and you know I've, you mentioned social media and i've seen everyone from rory to jason day to um nhl players like brian gianta i mean even the former governor of New Jersey, Christine Todd Whitman was texting or, or tweeting out about um, women worth watching. 
Where did this whole message come from? Well, let me just start by saying, first off, uh, the, the only one I had influence on was the former governor uh, of, of New Jersey. I, um, the only claim to fame I had before, besides having the coolest job in golf uh, is that I happen to also, she happens to also be my mother-in-law, who's, uh, who's super passionate about golf and about women's sports. And so uh, when, when I shared the campaign with her, she was like, I need to, I need to say something about this. This is so, so amazing. Look, just backing up, we, we, we got introduced to an organization called She Is Sports um, about a year ago. Um, they had really started a collective. Um, and when I say collective, it's sort of a collective of, of organizations, uh, women's sports leagues, uh, you know, different sports organizations who share a common uh, set of values, which is really around, you know, how do you get more people tuning in to watch on TV uh, women's sports or, you know, more butts and seats at events, cheering them on. Um, and, and so they, they've built this amazing collective. If you look at their website, she is sports, you, you'll, you'll see all the various leagues that are involved in all the high profile athletes. Um, and so with that premise, you know, each of us that are part of it, each organization that are part of it, USGA joined, LPGA joined, um, we have an opportunity to showcase this, this principle of women worth watching through our events. And so this was our first uh, year doing it. Um, and we actually, we started, we started with Michelle Wee, um, who said to us as our former champion, um, this, is a, this is a tremendous platform. I want to be part of it. I want to be a voice with you. Uh, so she, she did a, a, an advertisement that we rolled out during the U.S. Open, which is the most watched event that we host. Uh, we did that in September. We've carried through lots of activity and this week is really the showcase for it. So I, I just, it's so gratifying to see Rory and our, our you know, past champion like Rory McIlroy, our, our current champion like Bryson DeChambeau jumping in. Uh, Brodeur, right, another, another uh, Hall of Famer and, uh, and uh, uh, goalie who, uh, for the Devils who both our, our, our fellow New Jerseyans love uh, and loved across the world, it, as, well as, as well as women in other sports. And so... Really, we're just trying to bring attention um, and just say that, look, these are phenomenal athletes. They're competing for the most significant major championship in golf. Uh, and, and everyone should tune in, should celebrate what they're, what they're, what they're accomplishing um, and what they're competing for. And we've just been thrilled with the, with the response. And, and the players, I, I know, have come up to all of us and said how much they're appreciative. Well, one thing's for sure, we're thrilled as well. And folks, if you're just listening to us and tuning in, we're talking to the guy who has, he just coined this, the coolest job in golf. You know, and I, I, I might argue with you over that because my job here is pretty cool as well. But his name is Craig Annis, and he's the chief brand man at the USGA. So I've been thinking about this, and I've been thinking about what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to make an argument for a second that this may be the most important golf event of the year. Right. There's a huge investment that the USGA makes in the women's open. Right. Roughly 10 million dollars. It's the largest person women's golf. It's the last major golf event of the year. This is going to put a bow, um, you know, pardon the pun for Christmas and everything on the 2020 golfing year. Right. So how are we going to really make this stand out in the viewer's mind? What, What do you guys have planned for us all? Well, you're not going to get an argument from me. I think it is the most important. I do agree with you. Um, you know, I think a couple, couple of things that, that we're really looking forward to, and you're already seeing that play out. First off, you know, we're fortunate we have a, we have a really great uh, broadcast partner in NBC Golf Channel, um, who's also launched Peacock. So you, you, you step back and just see the, the sheer number of hours uh, that, that fans can tune in and watch. Um, it, it's just, it's really fantastic. So 
Um, if you haven't downloaded the Peacock app, please do. Um, it's a mix every day of, of Peacock, of, of Golf Channel, and on Saturday and Sunday, um, it'll be NBC broadcast, which we're really excited about. We know the players are, too. So lots of viewing opportunities. Uh, you know, I think the other thing, too, is we're really trying to bridge the gap where we don't have fans. Um, we're also trying to, you know, sort of bring fandom home to you where you are. Second screen, second, uh, screen experiences. One of our corporate partners is Cisco. They've got amazing technology. Um, if you go on USGA.org right now, you can sign up for the, uh, the Join Me on the First Tee activation, which is this, actually, I can see it from where I am. It's this giant board that's on the first tee um, where when, when players uh, tee off, you have a chance as a fan to be watching them live and seeing it and for them to see you um, cheering for them. And that's going to be hosted by some really big-name folks. We've got Gary Player, Michael Phelps, Ali Reisman, and a number of others. Michelle Wee was, was, uh, was doing it yesterday. So was Annika, so some amazing champions um, and, uh, and women's professionals. And so there's an opportunity there. We're doing virtual autographs with players. So, again, Cisco screen uh, right by scoring when players come in and post their score. You're able to get, get online. Again, you can sign up on usj.org. And you, uh, and, and you can talk to players as a fan, just like as if you're standing in front of them and they're signing, signing hats and then we're, we're mailing them out to, to folks. So we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to bring this to fans um, in, a, in, you know, in a way that, um, that they feel connected to it, even though they can't be here. But certainly from broadcast to what we're doing on social, um, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity, uh, which, uh, you know, which, look, if you go back last year, pre-COVID, um, you know, maybe those were things that, that we did a little bit of and we didn't necessarily have to rely on. Um, we're relying more heavily on, on sort of innovation and, and creativity this year. But we're also, we also know these things work really well. And in the future, we'll be, uh, we'll be leveraging them to the fullest because we just know that fans are responding um, in an enthusiastic way about them. Well, I mean, you pretty much had me at hello there. When you say things about creativity and innovation, I mean, that's what this show is all about, our pro show. And I think it's pretty cool how you're, you know, you're bringing the, the game here to fandom. I mean, that all of those things. I mean, you sufficiently answered that question. What's making it special? What's making it special in the players' minds? Because in a way, they are your number one marketing opportunity, right? When the players um, and, I, and I think back to like the last two men's U.S. Opens and how well the players have reacted to those events, right? What is the message going to be coming from the women this week from the player perspective? Well, I'm, I mean, it's, uh, it's day two. Uh, and thus far, we've only heard uh, extremely positive things. Uh, you know, this is just for your, for your fans' benefit. Um, this is the first women's open that's going to be played on two courses. Um, and, and the reason for that is really because of the, the, the lateness of the year. You know, when we play this, this championship in May, June, uh, you're almost at peak daylight. And so when you have 156 players, you can get them through the Thursday, Friday, make the cut, you know, move on to Saturday, Sunday. Um, when you're in December and, and you're short on daylight, uh, that's not possible. And, and this, this championship, the, the U.S. Open, is so important for the players. We hear that time and time again. Um, largest purse, million-dollar winner. Um, you know, we've heard from players who've said, you know, because they finished in the top ten uh, in this championship, they were able to make life-changing decisions. For example, pausing their career and 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 being able to make the choice financially to start a family. 
Uh, and so it was really, really important for us to have a full field of 156 players. In order to do that with the daylight, we needed to play on two courses. Um, so that's a really unique situation right now. Thursday, Friday, players will play once on each course, and then, uh, and then on Saturday, Sunday, we'll, we'll go back to playing on one course as we normally do. Um, that's going to present a unique challenge, but, but the players are up for it, and they've been raving about both courses, raving about player, uh, the player relations, player services. We had Texas barbecue out here the other day before them. It smelled amazing all around the, the course. Uh, which they they enjoyed. So I think just the whole experience of, you know, whether it's the Lexus cars that they drive to the course every morning with the logo on them um, or just the whole experience from the time they either get off the plane or or actually most of them came in from Dallas to here. We're we're trying to make them feel at home, feel special as they deserve. um, And we're getting great feedback so far. You know what? I, I know you're kind of making a big deal about the two course thing there, but I mean, you're dealing with four hours less of daylight, basically, from where you would from the normal running of the event. And I think it's kind of cool because it adds for more storylines. It's like, what's going to happen when we get to the weekend? And then then there's a cut and then the two courses and who played well where meshes into just the one course. I mean, I I think in a way it's kind of reminiscent of how 2020 is being. It's a little unpredictable. And I think that the players, um, if anything, the men and women that play professional golf have been rolling with the punches and they definitely get it this year. I mean, you look at just the PGA tours had less than, you know, 20 COVID cases throughout the course of the, since the restart. So I think that the players are going to be resilient about the whole thing. And I, and I think it's really going to add to your storylines. And folks, if, if you're wondering where our storylines going today, we are with Craig Annis and Craig is responsible for shaping and growing the organization's reputation and brand. What organization is that? It's the USGA. And Let's get back to the U.S. Open for a second, right? So the players are out on these two different courses, and as they prepare for the weekend, right, what other kind of little special things um, that we may not know about that the USGA always does in their championships and why the players love their championships so much, even from the amateur level? Are there any other little special things you're doing? I mean, it is almost Christmas. Uh, Yes. First, you... I, I try, I'll try to paint the picture for you, but, you know, Champions uh, is a special place in general. But if you go into Clubhouse now, a few weeks before Christmas, uh, you see this, I mean, magnificent decorations. I wish my boys were here to see it. Christmas trees, trains running around them. Just, it, it just, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a special feeling. It's one that we don't often get. Um, so that you, when players walk in, that's the, that's the backdrop. Beyond all the history on the walls, um, but but things like uh, and again this is this is you know the, our, our folks in player player relations player services Jason Gore Liz Fratkin Robbie Zalznick and others who you know they've they've thought about every single little detail so players can go in they can we have baristas there making you know specialty coffee drinks you have people that are you have people that are um, that are that are making juice so uh, smoothies uh, for them in the morning and in the afternoon with you know, all these incredible ingredients, uh, the food, uh, as I said, from Texas barbecue to, you know, food that you'd want to, to eat before you go out and perform as an athlete, um, all these kinds of things. And even in, we have this little, this little sort of makeshift merchandise area inside where the players can, can get gifts, uh, that are either holiday themed with the, with the U S open, uh, or just, you know, Texas theme because we're here in Houston. So, you know, whether it's t-shirts, hats, ornaments, scarves, you know, um, beanies because, you know, we have had some cold mornings here. Um, so I just, I think, you know, they really thought about all of the, all of the experience, you know, from start to finish. 
Um, and look, as I said, there are a lot of smiles on faces, even though they're, you know, they're out there grinding um, and, again, having to think about strategy from a two-course perspective instead of one. I think, you know, to, to, to a person that we've spoken to, to a, a player and an athlete, they've, uh, they've been really happy with, uh, with what they see and what they've experienced. Well, you know what? I'm pretty happy with where this interview is going, but there's one thing I got to do. I got to keep other people happy, and that's the sponsors. So if you could just hold on for a quick second, we're going to jump here. We'll be right back. But folks, it's 3.16 p.m. here in Princeton, and it's uh, it's 2.16, I guess, then, p.m. for our friends out in Houston at the U.S. Women's Open. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back in a moment with more interesting insights from the USGA's chief brand officer, Craig Annis. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. We are excited to announce that PGA Hope, helping our patriots everywhere, a rehabilitative golf program for military veterans with disabilities, will take place on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. throughout the fall season at Fiddler's Elbow Country Club. To support the NJGF or learn more about the PGA Hope program for military veterans living with physical and cognitive challenges, visit NewJerseyGolfFoundation.org or call 732-465-1212. Springdale Golf Club is proudly celebrating 125 years of rich history in the heart of Princeton, New Jersey. With our walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn designed course, Springdale beautifully makes its mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Combined with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management, Springdale is further elevating our commitment to our members. Just last year, our members seasoned their game, teeing off on Troon managed courses in Texas, Arizona, and even as far as Hawaii and the UK. The benefits of being part of the Springdale family extends far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments happening at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. You're listening to ESPN 920. Now, we're in the middle of a very cool discussion about the present and future of golf. And I've got more than a feeling it's only going to get more interesting with our guests. Turn it up. It's time to warm up for the back nine of today's pro show. Sing it, everybody. Craig, welcome back. Uh, you know, I'm enjoying our talk with these women worth watching, but uh, how much are you enjoying your time on the show today? I'm, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to be asked back. So, so, so don't hesitate. I, I don't think I've had as much fun on a, on a golf show. Um, so thank you for, uh, for all the music and the, and bringing the fun. Listen, I have to, I have, before you ask me the next question, I have to say, I just heard a, an advertisement for Springdale. I had a chance to, to play there this summer and just loved it. What a special place. Um, I don't know if you know Erin Hamrick, who's uh, she actually serves on the LPGA uh, Foundation. She invited me out there, and it's just uh, it's a wonder, wonderful course uh, that I that I really enjoyed playing. 
Well, you know, I mean, that's my day job. I am the director of fun at Springdale Golf Club, and I would have been your host for the day. And, uh, you know, I think I remember that Mrs. Hammer coming through with you. You know, she's now the president of our club. And she leads the way. So in a very women worth watching sort of thing in 2021, Erin Hamrick is definitely one of those women who's worth watching. Absolutely. And look, she'll be uh, she'll be wearing the the she is they are worth watching T-shirt and posting it to her social. We made sure to send her one as a big advocate. Um, And actually, there's some there's some USJ history there, too, as well. Our president, Stu Francis, who played at Princeton, played a lot of golf there. Uh, and uh, I was talking to him after my experience, just loved the place. Oh, well, I, you know, I tell you what, um, Stu's been on the show. He came on just before Wingfoot, and uh, he had a tremendous time, and certainly we rocked it out with him as well. But, you know, one of the cool things is that Springdale is the 58th club recognized by the USGA um, with its inception, and, we, and we're, we're celebrating our 125th anniversary as a golf club this year in 2020. And it's it's been an interesting year, but it's been a very special year at the club and one that's been memorable in more than one way, that's for sure. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Back. All right, so, you know, you are the chief brand officer of the USGA, and I think about this brand, and, you know, we had to take a quick break there, but I want to get back to where we were heading. And that is, is that when you start with the player experience and you mentioned Jason and his team and, and all the, th- the little things that they're doing, when those players walk away and they're super happy, right? How is it that the brand is evolving? It, it, is it taking place through the players? Take me through kind of the mindset of, of where you are in a macro sense or at 30,000 feet, because right now golf is pretty popular and I love that. And I'm sure you love that, but how are we messaging this brand through the players and then through the USGA? It's a great question. Um, it, it absolutely starts. Everything we do starts with the, with the player. And, that, and that, look, that, that go on the professional side, of course, that goes, and even the amateur side, that goes through the, the lens of our championships. Um, and obviously on the recreational side, you know, all of our products and services were, and programs we're thinking about what's important to the recreational uh, golfer as well, but on the look on the on the on the open side, um, my colleague John Bodenhammer always says, you know, if the players are happy, if the players think it's the most important, then it will be, and so that's that is the lens through which we we gear our strategy, and and we've we've really I think shifted our mindset over the last couple of years, building a player relations function for the first time, uh, led by Jason Gore. Um, surveying and engaging with the players, asking them what's important to them, and 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 they're pretty clear. Um, you know, for for them, it really starts the U.S. Open uh, starts with the course. You know, they they want to play at the best courses in America, um, and we're fortunate to have such such wonderful host clubs that provide us that platform. Uh, we've also heard from players in the men's and women's side; they want to play. Not only the best courses, these iconic American courses that are synonymous with the with the U.S. Open, but they want to play them more frequently. So, I mean, I think as yes, you'll you'll see moving forward, you saw you probably saw with our Pinehurst announcement, um, we're going to go to, we're going to be going to fewer places more frequently. Um, and and the good news is that that's not only important for the players. We've also heard that that's really important for the fans. They want to get, they, of course, they like variety fans. Um, but they, but they also they 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 want to develop a, a deeper knowledge of the courses that that we play these championships on, um, and, uh, and 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 a connection to them, and so I think you'll see that's where we're headed in the future. Again, it is all through the lens of of, of players, um, but we're we're look we're taking on a lot of feedback from them. We're engaging in conversation. We're reshaping a lot of what we do. 
Um, but this player experience is a really important part of it. But, you know, they, they, what we hear time and time again is it all starts, it all starts with the course as well. And, and um, you know, th- this course has hosted, you know, U.S. Open um, on the men's side, now the women's side, um, long history with champions, and, uh, and we're really grateful that they not only are, are a wonderful host in general, but they certainly have demonstrated um, some agility here and flexibility in moving the dates um, and offering two courses. Uh, and so uh, I think our, you know, our relationship continues on, and this, this will mark a, an important part of our history together. Well, you know, this is very interesting to me and certainly why I wanted to have you on today in such an important week is that, you know, I'm a PGA professional. So I'm part of the, you know, Professional Golf Association of America. And we're talking to the United States Golf Association. Right. And I think this is kind of like you said before, innovative, creative. I think this is a vanguard way of looking at things to actually use the venues and the players as your walking billboards. You know, the people that go around and they and they just sell what it is that golf is all about, because and if we just use the ladies this week as a perfect example, there are more women interested in the game than there ever have been, period you know, since the shepherds were playing. And it's just very interesting to me how the USGA has pivoted here. And I know that the PGA is trying to do similar things. I think it's a very consumer centric, you know, perspective. And so I applaud you guys and what you're trying to do, because I think if you take it to the next level, right. And you start to connect with maybe some of these, I know you're already well connected with the RNA, but as a PGA professional, selfishly, what would it mean to connect with the PGA and other allied associations, the PGA tour in order to really get this player experience to then sell the game in, you know, in the most outrageous and fun fashion as possible, because we got a lot of interest in golf, you know, how much are you guys looking toward the opportunity of working with the other allied associations? And if you're probably already doing it, what are you doing? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, You know, I, you 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 probably saw I'm 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 new to golf relatively new to golf you know new to sports came from the consumer product goods industry um, and so you know the, the whole mindset there is you know customer first um, and look um, you know the players are our customers um, and so if you if you start to to think about you know what matters to them and their satisfaction and and how to you know how to engage them um, you know then I think that just provides so many pathways. Uh, for growth in the future. Um, and that also goes on the recreational side. So specifically, I mean, I, I think I've, I've, I was, I've been on at least two industry calls this week. Well, I was on one the week before, lots of email traffic. Um, you know, whether it's the USGA, the PGA of America, the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, and, you know, some of the allied golf associations, we've, we've come together and said, there's great momentum in golf. I mean, rounds are up everywhere. You know, if you're not a member of a course and you're trying to get on, um, you're, I know I experienced a bunch of uh, challenges trying to find places to golf this summer with my boys. And while that was frustrating to us, it's a great thing for the industry, right? It means it's booming. It means people have, have, have you know, those who were in the game and left were reminded why they fell in love with the game. Um, you know, many people were introduced for the first time. I mean, I think as we, as we were locked down or we had COVID restrictions, uh, golf certainly lends itself, uh, you know, to, to, to being considered and seen because it is as a safe uh, way to, to, to get out and not only get exercise, but, but just experience this, this amazing game and all it has to offer. So we, as an industry, we've said, look, we have, we, we, we've got a lot of tailwind here. 
where can we take this next? How can we make, you know, continue to, to with this momentum, um, you know, po- in this post-COVID world, whenever that happens, you know, how do we make sure that, that golf is, continues to be seen, you know, as a, as, a, as a great option for folks and that rounds continue to be up? So we're thinking about everything from, you know, marketing campaigns to engagement strategies. Um, you know, how do, we, how do we involve various stakeholders, whether they be uh, PGA professionals, whether they be tour players, whether they be influencers outside of golf who, who also love the game and can be great advocates for it. So I'm, um, I'm really encouraged with how the industry has come together. You know, again, we're, we're connecting on a, on a weekly basis. We're putting together, you know, big plans for, you know, for investment behind really, again, drafting off of this momentum that's been built through, through this pandemic to make sure that people continue to see this as not only a viable option for them, but also just a, a first choice. And, and, and part of that is, I think, one of the biggest shifts is, is, um, is sort of sh- shining a, a light on golf in a different way, you know, really you know, showing that connection between generations, showing that, that, that connection between friends, um, you know, maybe, maybe sharing a bit more of the, the emotional side of the game that, that we all feel when we play it. Um, but maybe hasn't always come out in terms of how we position the game. Um, so anyways, I, I'm, um, I continue to be encouraged when I get on these calls with my, with my colleagues in, in the industry and, and other golf organizations. Everyone uh, is, uh, is rallying together. We all see the same opportunity, and now it's just a matter of capturing it. Wow. I mean, you've been a tremendous advocate today. You've been genuine. Um, you know, there's no doubt we said it earlier. You know, we're going to have to have you back to continue this discussion because we're really just getting started. But, you know, we got to make our tea time here at the end of the show. So one thing we like to do is like we we also with the rock and roll music and everything, uh, we like to have a little fun with our guests here. So, folks, if you're just joining us, this is Craig Annis. He's the USGA chief brand officer, and he's talking to us a little bit today about the journey of the Women's U.S. Open. And uh, you up for a little rapid fire Q&A for my listeners here? Let's go. All right. I got to ask this question. Favorite candy bar? <laughs> Snickers. Furthest you have ever run in one day? Uh, I ran a marathon, 26.2 uh, miles. Impressive. Congratulations. Good one there. All right. Last person to text you? My wife. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your car driving ability. Oh, it's at least an 11. Ooh, wow. A good driver. All right. Good man. All right. Nice, safe. It's good. We need more people like that. All right. Would you rather have lunch with Larry Bird, Bobby Orr, or Tom Brady? Oh, you are. I mean, I, look, I'm from Massachusetts. That's a killer question. You know I what? Would have to... Our people, our research people here at ESPN 920 are the best in the business. And as the director of fun, I love my rapid fire. So you're feeling the heat right now. I am. I am. And I'm just afraid that all my uh, friends back home are going to judge me one way or the other. But I'm going to say Larry Bird because I've never I've never met him. And I would I just, you know, growing up, he was he was it. He is the man. There's no doubt. All right. If if you had backstage tickets to any concert all time, who would you go see? Uh, backstage. Backstage. Well, you know, you had tickets to the whole concert, but you had backstage as well. You got to meet the band or the musician all time. Who would you like to go see? Run DMC. Run DMC. Oh, man. All right. Coffee drinker. Yes or no? No. Ooh, good man. Awesome. Neither am I. I like that. All right. If you could add anyone to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? Oh, you're going to ask me a political question now? No, no, no. You could. It could be anybody. (laughs) 
could be Attica this week. It could be anybody. I would I would add I would add Michelle Wee because she's been such an advocate uh, for all these players out here this week. I've been so impressed with what she's done, um, and I'm grateful uh, for for the partnership we have with her. So Michelle Wee. All right. When you hear the words "women worth watching," what's the first image that comes to mind? My four boys staring at a television, cheering on the greatest players in the world, competing for the most significant major in women's golf. Awesome answer. You know what, Craig Annis? You've been fantastic today. I can't thank you enough for coming on to Springdale Golf Live, my pro show, and talking about all these wonderful things that are going on in women's sports, the U.S. Women's Open, and of course, you know, just uh, I really appreciate it, and thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Next time I'm here, I want the intro music to be my Adidas, all right? We can hit that one up for sure. All right, thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my. Before I send you all over back to Max Kellerman, I got to thank those sponsors, TaylorMade Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands, and F.H. Wadsworth. Got to thank my man Wade Weezer on the board, exceptional as always. Springdale Board of Governors and Troon Golf Management, I appreciate the support. And mostly, most importantly, the support of my listeners. Hey, happy 13th birthday to my son Owen today. You know, folks, I'm heading to Springdale. But where are you headed? Well, let the tower be your guide. And from Princeton to Houston, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. Thanks for joining us for today's show. Return to the tee next Friday at 3 with Keith Stewart and Springdale Golf Live.